Hey, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat is brought to you today by Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Joe's is such a great place. Jim and the gang make you feel like you're at home the first time you walk in, and you're always family when you go back. Uh, great food, great drinks, great people, great entertainment, just such a great place. So remember, I goes to Joe's and so should you. It's at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Hey kids, today I've got rock royalty on here with me. My guest today is Mr. Kenny Olson. That's right. Kenny's the founder of the Twisted Brown Trucker Band. That's right, Kid Rock's band. Uh, played with him for a long time. Has so many great things going on now. He's got the Kenny Olson Cartel. Everybody needs to check him out and take a good listen. Had a great talk with Kenny today. Made fast friends. He's such an awesome guy. Just, I can't say enough good about him. So instead of me keeping on gushing, we're just going to get to this beast here on Smoked Meat. So how you doing today, Kenny? I was doing all right. Just uh, recovering a little jet lag. Yeah. I had, uh, fly in from uh, California yesterday. Yeah. And I'm in Detroit right now. Yeah. And I might have to go down to Nashville tomorrow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't. I mean, and it's. I've been doing what everybody else has been being quarantined, you know, for like quite some time. I came back. Um, I was out and actually in Los Angeles for the first part of the year, and then came back to. It was a Nashville quarantine in March. Did a bunch of recording and writing, and, uh, and then I went up to Northern Michigan and chilled out there and quarantined myself up there and did more writing and recording and uh golfing a lot of golfing sweet and then i just went out to la um, a little over a week ago to do that thing with me and steve perkins and norwood fisher and scott page and derek day and uh who else did will will chaplin up there with us too so the thing you said you saw that um yeah. we just did uh that was pretty cool yeah, that was that was awesome, man. Cause I, I know when they they told me about the link and I I clicked on it. I'm like, okay, you know what? Because she just said Scott, and I, I clicked on it. I'm like, holy shit, man! Look at this band. This is really. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty badass all star band. I mean, I. Yeah. You know, like me and Perkins and you know and Norwood are all known each other and worked together off and on through the years and. You know, they're some of my favorite people and most amazing musicians you could ask to work with as a guitar player. It's like, you know, if I play drums, I'd want to play like Steve, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Norwood's the, the funk master. You know, the torch has been handed down to him and from Bootsy and Billy Bass Nelson and all those guys. So it's like, uh, then Scott, you know, his whole, uh, you know, resume speaks for itself. Yeah. Floyd, uh, everybody else, Toto, Super Tramp. Randy. I mean, it's like every time there's always somebody, you know. Yeah. So I thought I'd played with a lot of people and everybody else. And Scott's like always like, oh, yeah, I did. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I tell but, you, man, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I was, I was doing a little bit of my homework and I was, I was looking over your resume. I'm like, holy shit, I am in awe. You know, one one thing that you have done that you you never knew and probably didn't really care about, but, you know, I, I used to be a tactical medic also. I would go out and help the sheriff's department if they had a raid or things like that. 
Uh-huh. And one of my songs that I would get dressed out to to pump me up, Ball with the Ball. Oh, right on. The little part where it gets silent and you just hear your guitar right there. Uh, yeah. Well, there's like the intro where it's all uh, yeah, all the eerie intro with the swelling stuff that I did. And that kind of uh, create the tension. <laughs> yeah. And that, that song jacks me up every time I hear it. So thank you. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, it's a fun era. You know, we, uh, you know, I always, uh, looking at my years of kid rock through the heyday and we did create a lot of, uh, cool stuff that, uh, you know, how we would write that music and just put it together was just, you know, we never, we did devil out of cause. We just poured all these different ingredients into an album, you know, and people are like, what are you guys, you know, rock, rap, punk, punk, country, whatever, what are you guys? We're like, well, whatever we wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. just, uh, I never thought that uh, that debut album would uh, go diamond, you know? not just platinum. You know, the thing just went like through the roof. I, mean, I don't even know how many copies have sold at this point, but I mean, in the first three years, it was like 12 million. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, unheard of. And we did give it a lot of the other records, you know, the cocky and the self titled. But, you know, it's like that era. I was just honored to be part of a, the last of that era where people actually went out and bought records. And, you know, they did it the old day where you went through the rock and roll boot camp and all the struggles to showcase and get a record deal and finally get a major deal and they get behind you and you go out and do your thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy nowadays. And now, especially with this whole corona isolation shit going on, it's like who even knows where anything is going. Yeah, yeah, no got to be on the be on the forefront and be uh, thinking way outside the box. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I'm a comedian also. You know, and I I can't get on stage right now, and it's driving me insane. And I, oh yeah, it's you know. uh, I'd love to come see one of your shows. I love I love comedy. That's uh, you know, I got one of those brains that's always just constantly thinking some warp crazy funny shit oh, you, you, <laughs> you would love my youtube page it's, it's brad's comedy all one word uh, oh yeah i've got a couple of characters on there one of them is a clown oh right on and, uh, his his name is murray and he is the worst clown that That's ever murray. walked the face of this earth i mean during the 10 minute first 10 minute video <laughs> he um basically chugs a fifth of bourbon while doing magic murray. Yeah, Murray's awesome. This is Murray's I, voice. Yeah, I have a friend that we call Murray that, you know, is a character himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the name just works. <laughs> oh, that, that that name is perfect. Yeah. Murray the Clown. Yeah. but just, I love it. <laughs> like I said, ch check out the YouTube channel. It's got some of my stand-up on there and some of these shows and some of the characters I do. It's, it's right, fun, yeah. you know. I, I'll never make any money off of it, but hell, it's fun. It makes people laugh. I've actually got to do a, a thing. A buddy of mine sent me the white chocolate challenge. Have you heard of this thing? It is, uh, what is It's called the white chocolate challenge. Huh? Uh, yeah. It's a piece of white chocolate. I'm down for that. I'm 300 pounds, man. I can eat white chocolate all day. Yeah. It's but good stuff. it's got 12 of the hottest peppers in the world in it. Oh shit. No. Yeah. I like hot stuff. I can dig it. I'm not looking forward to this one just because of the different peppers that's in it. And uh, man, it's it's gonna be rough, but 
I told him, I told everybody, if you send me something hot, I will do it as a character that you choose and you can pick what I'm doing while I'm doing it. And, and the guy that sent it to me wants to be Murray reading 50 shades of gray while I'm doing this shit. So it's going to be awesome. And I'm going right to, I'm going to film that. It's funny you're saying that. I'm like, you know, I'm in Detroit right now. I'm actually doing this interview from my car in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I pulled in here and there's a Chuck E. Cheese in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> it's closed, like quarantine. But I just watched that South Park episode where Chuck E. You know, you seen that one? <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, poor Chuck E. He gets taken out, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Felt bad, you know. Um, but if there's anywhere it needs to be quarantined, I remember when I, you know, when my kids were little and you throw a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese's and oh, every man. adult would get sick too. Everybody would be at like this fucking oh, man. bugs being passed around. It's like a rolling Petri dish. Yeah. <laughs> and here, here's the kind of parent that I am. And luckily my kids turned out okay from it. But um, when they were small, they would tell you you were lying if you said that Chuck E. Cheese was open any other day than their birthday. Yeah. If you, you could show them people going in and out and they would tell you, oh, they're going in there to keep it clean. I'm uh, such a bad parent, but damn it, I hate that place. So, man, I couldn't stand it. My kids could behave, but no one else is good. Yeah, I mean, I, I have, you know, my my kids, they, you know, I can be, uh, you know, they, they, they like laughing. I've, I've made them laugh, and I don't know if it's always the best in parent judgment, but, you know, they all came out okay. So, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, and, yeah. <clears throat> and they have their own characters about themselves, too, that, you know, yeah. They're free, free to express, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've got two so girls. They watch their dad be that way. <laughs> yeah, I got I got two girls, a nineteen year old and a seventeen year old, and the nineteen year old looks just like me, and the seventeen year old acts just like me. So just shoot me now. Yeah, got the combo. Yeah, yeah, but they're good kids. They're yep. good kids. Yeah, they're awesome. But yeah, I've you know, and the, the thing is, they're killing me with their music though. They're killing me because I've tried to introduce them to my music, you know, and I, I was playing something and I asked them if they knew the song and they said, no, I said, it's Kid Rock. They said, who? And I almost hit the floor. I'm like, you're kidding me. They're like, well, we don't know him. I'm like, oh shit, I have failed so bad. But now no. they listen to, listen to K-pop and stuff like that, and which that's their thing, but come on. <coughs> I know. They call my stuff old man music. I'm like, it's fucking Kid Rock. It's Metallica. And even, yeah, and even all the older stuff, too. I mean, there's, you know, it's it's hard, you know, with kids and what they... <coughs> Mine are, you know, they're pretty, they've been exposed. They like all kinds of stuff, so it's... But, I mean, I... It's a lot of the music that's just out there now. It's, you know, there's some good stuff out there, but... A lot of shortcuts people take in making it these days, the music these days, and you know they become popular because their their likes and activity in social media, and yeah, a lot of the soul and substance is missing from uh, the real music. Even the in the recording process, you know, a lot of the you know a lot of stuff gets lost in that. You know, you can't the dynamics, the just the vibe of it, the air of it, just. Uh, it's missing. Yeah, you know. And when you, have, you, when you have so much of a digital signal, you can't really mix things in there 
the right way either because they have uh, there's no frequency to really grab yeah. and mold it and shape it. And when you listen to like something on a vinyl or on a CD mm-hmm. and stereo with the panning and everything like that, there's just so used to just listening to stuff in these little speakers now that they even the whole art of recording and the respect of that is uh, dwindled too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just like reality TV. Look at that. You know, you got all these people that are reality TV stars when people used to go, you know, do Broadway or they still do, but do like real become real actors, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's a we're slowly regressing. <laughs> well, I, I was talking to um Kenny Arnoff last night a little bit about the the old the way of recording now, you know, and two two yeah, things Kenny that I believe. You shouldn't be able to make it big until you've done your time in dive bars. When when you do yep. your time in a bar where you're not sure if you're making it out alive, if you suck, that's yeah, you that's got, the that's a road warrior. Yeah, you got to be able to jump right in with both feet and make beautiful mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that's what I'm calling my. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and and also, you know, when you're recording, you know, everybody because of the digital thing has pretty much unlimited takes. You know, everybody needs to record like they've got one reel of two-inch tape, and they better uh, no, make that shit count. Exactly. I just did um, a recording a couple weeks ago. I did a instrumental um, version of the Mini Ripperton, Loving You. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, the vocals. I've always liked emulating in my guitar, you know, like, amazing R&B singers and stuff. And I... Uh, Went in there and I had there's there was an amp in the studio from 1947. Oh man, which was the year that she was born, and uh, you know she passed at a young age, many represented 32. But uh, you know I looked to see she was born in 47. Here's this old amp from 47, an old National, and I did you recorded on that all through two inch and you know there's no uh, you know you just got to get that real feel tape, you know, I mean, it's, uh, we, you know, we all do it. I mean, I have pro tools and I do sessions all the time where they, you know, do stuff. But I I like those takes. The ones that I like to listen back to are the ones that when I played them, I don't remember doing them and I just lost myself within it. Yeah. And that's, that to me is the stuff that's got the feel. And when people listen to it, that feel is there. It might be, you know, it's when people really listen to it, they're just like, Oh yeah. Oh, you know, and when you just overthink it too much, that goes away. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I know I, I'm not sure how it is with music because I can play the stereo. That's about it, you know, but well, there's an art to loving good music and listening yeah. to music. It's an art itself Yeah. and appreciating good music. It's not a, you know, so it all kind of goes hand in hand, you know, just, yeah. Everybody finds their voice in their own way, whether it's uh, being a comedian, a painter, musician, you know, playing whatever instrument they play, a singer, you know. But you know, everybody should do their own, their whatever it is they do, like it's their own voice. Yeah. You know, like a painter is painting, you know, what they want to say as an artist. Guitar player, you know, plays what he wants to say as a guitar player. But I like to think of myself as like a singer, you know. Mm-hmm. Or a painter, or a chef. You know, chefs pouring all these different ingredients. Or, you know, there's an art to fishing. You know, just like when you're looking for a good idea to write a song out of. You know, when I pick up my guitar, I kind of feel like I'm going fishing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't sit there and try to practice how to be some technical, you know, geek or something. I just pick it up and mess around and find stuff that hits a spot with me. And then I go, oh, that, that's a keeper. Mm-hmm. Let's fillet this baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, I get in a little zone and I've, I've been doing comedy almost 30 years, you know, nothing really hardcore, just, just having fun with it, you know, and I've it, lately, the last few times I've been on stage, I've gotten in this zone where it's really strange. It feels good to where I don't hear laughter. I can see the audience and I know they're having fun, but I'm in my own little area. Yeah. And, and that is the coolest thing in the world. That is, that's when you're in the zone. You're, that's when you're riding that wave like a surfer, you know, you're like, you're, on the wave and whether some people are offended or they're not you're you're speaking truth straight from the heart you know it's not uh some just routine or gimmick thing it's like you're just really up there fucking letting her go that's that's it you know and i believe in being myself because you know i've told several people when i started doing the podcasts and i would get to interview somebody you know i would use the radio voice and be the the canned guy you know like so, Kenny, tell me a little bit about playing with Kid Rock. And to hell with that, man. I wanted, it's, this is two guys talking. And this, yeah. this just feels more genuine to me. This feels a lot better and flows better for me. Yeah, I like, this is, I'm having fun right now already. So, yeah, it's, it's good. I, lo- I love to, you know, just reach out to everybody out there. You know, people, you know, especially in these hard times, too, where we've been, all isolated and secluded and everything it's uh music unites and what we do and just getting out there and you know yeah yeah you know and people don't realize music heals yeah um i I know that one firsthand you you know a guitarist monty montgomery out of texas Um, he's he's done a lot of different stuff he he plays an acoustic electric alvarez that's the main thing he ever plays uh, but uh, he did a version of Romeo and Juliet, and has like a ten minute solo afterwards, and it sounds like three people are playing the guitar, and he's the only one on stage with one, and he's doing it that, live. That's so cool, he's, guys. You know, with acoustic, when you get all the different tonal ringings and the different parts going, you know, on acoustic, and you can do it all in one one time. You know, it's just I, I just love that it's percussive, it's yeah. melodic, it's just it takes you to. Uh, yeah, I, I really love, you know, do I mean I have fun doing it too, but I mean there's just guys that are real you know, that's their their wheelhouse, you know, just playing acoustic all the time. And you know, I most of the time have an electric in my hand, but I love to sit back and those guys that are really dedicated so that play like that, I'm I'm a huge fan of sitting back and just being taken away by it. Yeah, he, he is too. a beast but um you know five years ago i had two strokes um i didn't know i had the first one the second one i was on the ambulance working when i had it and Um, it it gave me a really really nasty stutter and several other ticks like that and for about a month i couldn't talk without stuttering you know i was hard to understand and i was out in my shed one day you know listening to metal cleaning guns and i decided i wanted to hear that song so i downloaded it and started playing it and next thing you know, I was singing it perfectly, note for note, no stutter, no nothing. What, what's the name of the song? It's um, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he did the solo at the end, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he, he just, I actually got to tell my wife the first clear I love you since the strokes after I did that. 
and that helped heal me. And I, I sent him a message and told him. And uh, a couple of days before my birthday, a few weeks later, my phone rang, and it was from Texas. And I'm like, who in the hell do I owe money to in Texas now? Because, I mean, I was out of work. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. And I picked up the phone and said, is this Brad? It's like, yeah. I said, hey, this is money. Like, who? Money Montgomery. I'm like, okay. And he said, you know, I got your note. He said, I was going to send you another message back, and I just had to hear the voice. And I let him know then he made a difference because that helped heal me to, through that music. And I, I believe in it, man. Yep, it does. But, yeah. And people like, uh, you know, a lot of people are experimenting around with that. I mean, that's what Jimi Hendrix was doing, you know, right before he, you know, passed. Mm. He's starting to mess with a lot of that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I got to got to hear a lot of really cool stuff through the years, and been blessed. You know, I was you know working with the Hendrix family and Billy Cox and Mitch Mitchell and Buddy Miles and Hubert Sumlin, Bootsy Collins. You know, mm. all the, I mean, so many the Double Trouble Boys. You know, Chris and Tommy. I mean, so many amazing players we had through those years. Mm-hmm. Rod and Shaka, Paul Rogers and I worked together in that Hendrix experience, Hendrix stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I could actually play a piece of one Jimi Hendrix song. Yep. The the part the part at the beginning of Voodoo Child with the yeah. um crybaby. I can play yep. the part where he's tuning it. <laughs> that's oh. about it. <laughs> yep. That's the only part of it I can play, though. I, I, I have tried to play for years, and I can chicken pick. That's it. Uh, but, yeah, my cousins, it's funny. I'm the only one in my family on my dad's side that doesn't play an instrument. They can play anything. One of them played on Edwin McCain's demo album. Oh, yeah. Edwin's my boy. Yeah. Edwin, Edwin and I go way back. Yeah. That's, that's Him and I have been good friends a long time. I love that guy. Yeah. And, you know, that's very just, very Very talented man. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of guys that my cousins are. I mean, they could pick up a damn pine limb and a shoestring and sound like Hendrix. Yeah, you know, that's me. the thing is, I mean, there's like great. You listen to a lot of these old like, you know, the old great blues records and stuff. There were, you know, it wasn't about how many notes. It was just about the just soul power. Yeah, feel the pain, enjoy all of it. You know, that's just yeah. all. All came out in that simplicity. I'll I tell you something that I would love to hear, and we, we never will, no matter how much they clean it up or, or try and fix it, is wouldn't you have loved to heard Robert Johnson recorded on better better equipment? I know. That, but I bet that was I mean, just that's, amazing. That's, I mean, listen to a lot. Look, we did um, quite a few years ago for Fat Possum, and we never went be in uh well, Tino Gross had produced the record. We, um, I went and I did a few songs on the record, three or four. Um, a Bothered Mind, Harold Burnside. We took a bunch of the old recordings and hybrided it with some different, uh, like wrote some different music as well to go along with it and mm-hmm. put it all together. And it was uh, it's pretty cool. You should check out that record. Yeah. called A Bothered Mind, Harold Burnside. I'm writing that down now. Yeah, I think the one, I can't, I know I did the, Going Away Baby and then uh, Detroit Boogie Part 1 and 2 and I, there's one other one I can't remember the, off the hand the other one is but uh, and then there's a bunch of other cameos on there like 
Jimmy Bones, you know, from Kid Rocks, plays on quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of Carl Burnside's family, you know, you know, a lot of guys from the whole scene down there in Mississippi are all part of it too. Tino Gross, obviously, and, um, and well, Kid Rocks on one song. Sweet. But it's uh, it's cool. But I like, you know, I work with all those old guys through the years. Me and Buddy Guy have done a lot of got a chance to play with him a lot through the years and Hubert someone and you know and you, you you know you go to anybody even like you know Keith Richards who is you know under English dictionary should just say rock and roll yeah under he, he's, he's rock said under any, any any language <laughs> yeah, and Keith you know then you know just people like that you know being blessed to know they uh, that you ask any of those guys Billy Gibbons or Carlos or anybody, Hendrix, they all will go back to talking about your Hubert Sumlins and Robert Johnsons and Buddy Waters and, mm-hmm. you know, they, Buddy Guy, you know, they'll get Steve Ray Vaughan, any of these great players, you know, yeah. David Gilmore, any of these guys are all going to like go back to where they first got, the, you know, what inspired them. You know, you listen to this, so many great bands of the years, it's just, you know, Back in the day, from Zeppelin to Cactus to, you know, whatever. It's just the blues cranked up playing rock and roll style, which rock and roll is an old blues term for having sex, you know, rocking and rolling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and all good music comes from that gospel root. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, and I, I love all kind of music. You know, if you look at my, my playlist, I've got everything from Wayne Newton to Metallica to Eminem to Kid Rock, of course. I've, I mean, you name it, it's on there. Those are all those are all great people there. Yeah, and, and I'm lucky. My partner on the ambulance, he's a young guy, but he gets it. And basically, he drives a lot because I just, I don't mind driving. He likes to, so I let him, and I control the radio, and it works. Yeah. And he, it's, I'm driving him crazy right now because, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing some people that I hadn't listened to a lot before. You know, I, I played Rocky Kramer or interviewed Rocky Kramer a couple of weeks ago and he is just awesome. And I, I started playing him for my partner. He's like, I've never heard him, but I'm going to now. I like him. Uh, and it's so neat to be uh, discovering new music that I have never heard. Yeah. And I like, I like the, you know, that's with me too. It's like, and. And there's a lot of stuff that's been done that's been undiscovered that, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting on the best music I've ever played or written has never been heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sitting on hundreds of songs that, you know, because you put a certain singer on it and then the project doesn't. And then it's like it takes so much money to put a song out. I mean, people pay to have their songs on the radio. They don't, you know, it's not like the old days where popularity thing. It's just it's all crazy now you know it's it's all uh it's not uh not like the old days yeah, definitely. so it's like hard hard to take you know good you got all the people sitting on all this great music and it's like okay how do we get it out there yeah you know as soon as you put it out there it's going to get taken from you so how do you make money on it but then to get it really popular you got to put money behind it too you know and it's like so a lot of people are sitting on a lot of amazing music i mean i'm obviously doing this thing with the guys out in Cali, you know, with the Perkins and Norwood and, you know, and Scott, Paige and Derek and Will and Rest and Roberta Freeman too. She's uh, been part of it. So we've been having, I've been having a lot of fun, especially in the last couple of years with those guys. And, you know, I've got several other, you know, projects that I've been 
you know, working on. I got the, so we, there's, um, got a couple albums that I'm getting ready to put out with some stuff that I've recorded. And then I'm working on a documentary with a lot of legendary people and some youngs up and coming or, you know, people mm-hmm. are going to be collaborating as well, but we're, uh, making a real record the old way and tell a lot of good stories and a lot of people are going to find out about some amazing people that have played on a lot of stuff that, you know, are partaking in the making of this record with me too. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm on uh, fire on the creative side. I'm just, uh, you know, you gotta stay in age. You gotta be on fire the creative way to get it out to the masses and, have it work for yourself too and make money, be able to at least make a living, you know? Yeah. And you know, this like, this... I'm, I'm blessed that I've, you know, been able to do, make a living doing what I do, you know, my, most of my whole life. So I, with a few little shit jobs here and there when I was younger, but I've managed to go through the highs and lows and maintain who I am. But it's hard, you know, these days, but then there's an also, it's like a new, wild well west too you know like people you know are doing it there's yeah. people doing it right in their living room and making a lot of money and making a lot of getting grammy award shit you know yeah, so now, now instead of having to go into a studio and you know all the logistics that goes with that everybody getting together now you can just buy a 25 dollar i-rig get in your living room and you're there yeah and, uh, you know, it, if nothing else, I, it, it may be a good shakeup to make people think outside the box and kind of rejuvenate, you know, entertainment as a whole, you know, because yeah. everybody's got their formula that, okay, I've done this forever and this has worked, here we go. And then all of a sudden we roll these dice and it's like, well, shit, this doesn't work that great anymore. I got to figure something else out. And yeah, so, I mean, but it sounds like you're definitely staying busy. That's for sure. Yep, and then we kept the support. I got to give a shout out. We got to give a shout out to our girl, Eileen Shapiro. Oh, she is amazing. I love Eileen. I, I just love her pieces. Words alone can't not express how much I love Eileen. She's just, she's one of the most awesome people on the planet. Definitely. She's just always looking out for all of us. And, you know, she's always definitely looking out for me. That's, uh, I'm grateful for Eileen every day. Look, she introduced me and you together. You exactly. Know? Exactly. It's like Eileen is, uh, you know, just say Eileen rules. Yes, she does. <laughs> I've got to get her to send me a picture from a wall over here. <laughs> but uh, you know, when you come to Atlanta, you got to give me a call. And uh, if you got your band oh, yeah. with you or whoever, Daddy will feed nice. you because you know the name of this is the Smoke Meat Podcast. Oh, I, I would love to. I, I come down to Atlanta. I mean, I've been, um, you know, I grew up in Detroit area and i mean and i just um you know i kind of moved all over i mean shit i finished high school in traverse city michigan my parents moved up there when i was high school and i was back in the city right down town detroit and then um went out to la for a while came back to detroit and after the big earthquake hit in cali and in 94 and that's when kid rock and i teamed up and put together the twisted brown trucker band thing and 95 or 96 or whatever when we signed to Atlantic and and then I was back in Detroit for uh, 12 years mm-hmm. and then um, and after I quit the band I moved down to Nashville and I've been there for like last decade 
mm-hmm. years. But now I've been out in L.A. with these guys back and forth the last couple of years. So I'm going to be, you know, more and more out there because of what we got going with all that. And then I'm going to travel all over doing my record so that we can do it in different places and mm-hmm. catch the vibe and create more content and stories and just make it that much more interesting. So, but Atlanta, I mean, me and I've down there a lot. DJ Hurricane from the Beastie Boys and I are, uh, we work together all the time. You know, it's been a little few years, but we used to be that and hit the studio there all the time. Very cool. Yeah, like I say, you come down here, you will be fed. I love Atlanta. Atlanta's a great city. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm all all about the ATL. Oh, yeah. a lot, a lot of AT people from Atlanta. You know, I grew up around a lot of people from Atlanta that live in Detroit too. Yeah, there's like a mutual, uh, you know, kind of a, it's like a southern uh, sister city, of Detroit. You yeah, know? exactly. I was about to say that same thing. But man, I tell you, yeah. I'm, I've had a blast today. I know you got a bunch of stuff you got to get done. Um, you know, you're welcome on here anytime. Anything you need to promote or anything you just want to talk, yeah, pick no, up the I, phone. I, I would love that. I would, you know, and I, I could, uh, you know, share some music or do some, you know, whatever. I mean, I, any, any time I would love to, it's, uh, I've had a blast and it's, I just love just, you know, shooting the breeze and, you know, and it's like, I know a lot of stuff for you has been crazy too. With oh yeah. Being, you know, paramedic and seeing what you've seen and stuff and oh, these yes. hard times, you know, and I don't want to get all political. It's just, uh, you know, it's just, we're all, we're all in this together, you know, going through a lot of crazy shit, you know. Oh, yeah. A lot of awareness is being out, is being made out there, and, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, we've got to, just uh, a lot, just a lot of shit to take in for everybody. This, yeah. This oh. whole traveling this last week was a trip, you know, because oh. I've really been, like, quarantined, and I was, and I was really careful, and most everybody around me was pretty careful. Mm-hmm. That I could, that I I could tell, but you know, it's just still seeing all that shit in the news, where it's just spiking everywhere. It's, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I tell everybody if we just do what they taught us in kindergarten, wash your hands, don't get on people, just have common sense. I think this yeah. will go a long way. Yeah, yeah, we got you know turn the stumbling blocks into stepping stones, you know. There you go. Like Sam Cooke wrote that, that the late great Sam Cooke, you know, change gonna come, you know. And, mm-hmm. You know, for many years they've been saying some crazy shit was gonna go down in 2020. Yeah. And I guess they weren't just, uh, you know, the what are they, you know, urban le- uh, myth or legends, or whatever stories. Those, yeah. you know, it's yeah. shit is here, so. I, I saw but you know, we can always everybody can always bounce back from anything. You know, yeah, best best thing I can tell everybody is turn your news off and look around at everybody, and you'll see a big difference in what they're saying and what's happening. Uh-huh. Yep. Exactly. For sure. I mean, too many people of the media gets too much control of shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting stupid. Like I said, I don't normally get political or controversial on here, but. You know, when, when all the unrest was going on, for every riot that they showed on TV, they didn't show the thousands of peaceful protests which people were airing their, their grievances, people were yeah. talking, and people were settling things. They didn't air any of that. 
it's hard to it's hard to get you know it's, yeah yeah just, just look around at everybody and just love everybody it's all good that's yep. all you can do you know yeah everybody and just do the right thing you know it's like the without even being religious you know look at the lord's prayer though do one others as you would like to done to you, you know yep and it's just people need to you know just get their heads out of their ass yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them got it up there. I think that's where all the toilet paper went. Yeah, there's a lot of people drinking that fucking Kool-Aid. Some yeah. bullshit. Big Don't drink it. Stick with the water. <laughs> Either the water or the whiskey. Either one, but stay the hell yeah, away from that Kool-Aid. Stick with the W's. You know, there's a lot of good things that start with W's. You yeah. know, water, whiskey, women, weed. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh man, man. Uh, now, now I know why. Now I know why there was this radio station back in the day in Detroit called W Four. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. It was like a W with like a four square logo kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what that stands for. See how you learn shit when you're older. Oh yeah. That went past you when you were a kid. You know, like good old cartoons. You know. Oh man, I love watching cartoons now because there is more shit for adults than there is kids. Oh yeah. Shit, Woody Woodpecker was always, you know, yeah. what were his last request before they were going to make him walk the plank? You know, he'd always want a, a woman, some whiskey, and a smoke. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> hell, hell, look at Pepe Le Pew, man. Pepe Le Pew was a stalker and a rapist. He was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, then there's, the, you know, Slowpoke Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Gotta love some Slowpoke Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know, SPD. You got the gun. <laughs> Hell yeah! That, that dude ruled. Pete Puma. Mm-hmm. I think they got rid of. They you don't see Pete Puma. You know. Yeah. These days. Right. I think they thought. I think they made it out to be like Pete was on something because he was always like, "Oh, it's you, boy." Yeah. <laughs> I remember Snagglepuss. Heavens to Murgatroyd, he fun. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, Heavens yeah. to Murgatroyd. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell, man. Well, we uh, I know, like I say, you're welcome on here anytime. All you got to do is call and say, Fat Boy, I want to talk. Hook it up, and we will do let's, it. Let's do it. Now, when I'm down in ATL, let's hang, too. Oh, hell yeah. And keep you know keep my number locked in. That's my cell. So cool. Feel free to call me anytime, my brother. Hey, same here. <laughs>